Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I am joined by one of Canada's finest stars, Taryn from Accounting. Taryn, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. I am so excited to catch up with you. You had arguably the best year of your career, 2022. It was really a standout year for you. So we do a little thing called a watch list feature here on WrestleZone. So kind of over the last year or two where you've been soaring to new heights, is there a particular match or moment of yours that you feel stands out or you feel the most proud of and why? Uh, the most? Like, I don't think so. I like, like you said, it's been like a really awesome year for me last year was and there were so many moments that I think really stood out in my mind like um I'm thinking just the lucha shows in Vancouver yes and the circus of death show like those are just so much fun um so those really stand out as moments where I'm like oh like wrestling is so much fun and it's so silly and I got to hang out with my friends and like you know, we had like quite the adventure just trying to get home and uh, Stephen and I missed our flight. By missed our flight, I mean like Flair Airlines sucks. And you'll often see in our tweets like, fuck Flair, fuck mm -hmm. Kalia. <laughs> like, I hate them, but I fly with them every weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, like those to me are really standout moments, being able to do those outdoor shows in Vancouver. And for those um, who don't know what she's doing, she's feeding her dog right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do doesn't just yeah. randomly have peanut butter near her, by the way. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause he gets very annoying. And if you've watched any podcast that I've done, this is what I do. Like I like I told you though, I welcome any dog cameo on here. Oh, he'll make his way here. I love to see it. But obviously, yeah, um, like you said, go ahead. Yeah, no, like that's such a standout moment for me, those shows. But um, I think also winning like the LPW Challenge, Challenge Championship, yeah. that was really special because such a great company to work for. Um, so to be able to represent them that way is really cool. Yeah, I know. Like you said, one of your big parts of last year was becoming one of, I would say, one of the faces of a brand new professional wrestling company, that being Love Pro Wrestling, LPW. So how was that kind of being for you, being able to represent a new project in basically its birth? <laughs> um, Honestly, like the time frame that LPW came around was so perfect because, um, you know, I was really looking to just kind of get out, work for um, more professional companies, work for really good promoters and really nice promoters and promoters that believe in wrestling and wrestlers, you know, it's not just a business for them. Yeah. Um, so the time frame that it came around was so perfect. So, you know, I love that I'm able to be there on the ground floor with them. Um, but they've just really given me a lot, a lot in the past year to, to really help grow my, my brand essentially. Yeah. Like you said, you were the LPW challenge champion for over 10 months. Unfortunately, that reign came to an end around October, I believe, but can yeah. you kind of talk about some takeaways from that title reign and did you kind of achieve what you wanted in that reign? Um, you know, I got to wrestle some really great 
opponents, uh, Nicole Matthews, Rachel yeah. Ellering, um, just to name a few. And, and my best friend, Stephen Crow, like what a fun match that was. Um, but yeah, it was just fun. Did I get what I wanted out of it? for what I got was really great, but I definitely would have wanted more. Um, I would have liked to have kept it longer. I think I was kind of like definitely cheated out of it, but that's fine. That's the way it rolls and I'll have my shot again and I'm sure I'll get it back. Manifesting for you, girl. Manifesting. I mean, (laughs) you held it for 316 days. You were Mm -hmm. about a month and a half shy of being a full year so you were really really actually now that i'm thinking about it you won it in october and lost it in august so the, yeah. the months got switched up but like i said you held it for almost a year you're about a month and a half away so i mean you have the stamina to keep that going you had several title defenses so i think that that's something to be really proud of oh 100 for sure i just uh i guess i always want more <laughs> We do, we do. But you mentioned too, obviously, one of your best friends is with your partner, the Rhinestone Cowboy Stephen Crow team, Ride or Die. So I don't know how this team came together, but can you tell me more about how this friendship started in the formation of Team Ride or Die? Uh, well, the, our friendship started um, way back, not way back, but <laughs> you know, a number of years ago when I first started training with MRB. Um, at this company called force and it was kind of like the very beginning of my training and his brother was always there from Calgary Stephen and I would just see him like he'd just be sitting there and I didn't know him very well and I was a little bit shy then I just started to get to know him and I was kind of was like hey like we should hang out because he just seemed so fun and so cool and so slowly we started hanging out and I don't even know how it happened that we became so close, but our personalities are just so alike. And we like to laugh about the same things and laugh at the same, you know, like we're always laughing. So to me, like, that's the best kind of friendship. It's just so easy breezy and full of laughs. Like that's all that we do. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know, team ride or die just kind of obviously grew through clandestine society um, which is Michael, myself, and Steven. And um, we just worked so well together. We thought, like, you know, we should start tagging and really start taking over the the tag scene. So we do a lot of singles matches, but we also have been doing a little bit of tagging, and hopefully we'll be doing more soon. Still waiting on that call. I and you are still waiting for that call for uh, Bussy. It needs to Listen. happen. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And uh, that I'm manifesting that I am I actively not so much manifesting politicking. I'm like, yes. I'm out there to all the promoters. It's like, hello guys. Yeah. It needs to happen. Damn it. I know. Soon. It will. I know it will this year. But you mentioned too, you and Steven have like similar uh, ways like of humor. What are, what is your sense of humor? Like, what do you guys typically laugh at? I'm curious. Honestly, like nothing really little sayings like we'll have little sayings that just come out of nowhere um I don't know like I don't know what do we we laugh at literally anything literally anything we'll say like the stupidest little thing and it's just funny 
fair. And obviously I can't even explain it. I mean, that's fair. It creates fond memories. You two are on the road together, tag teaming at shows, and I'm sure just hanging out in general. So do you have any fond memories or stories with Steven that you can share? Um, yeah, I have quite a few, but like the one coming back, I think it was the Circus of Death show or the uh, Lucha Libre show, but we were trying to get on our flight and I didn't download the boarding passes, but I, (laughs) like we had checked in, I had screenshots of them, but at this one airport, they didn't have the scanners. So they were like, you need the download of the boarding pass. So I was like, okay, no problem. I go to go to their website, it's down. So they were like, go to the front desk or like go to Flair's desk, they'll help you. Um, so we get there and they're like, nope, nothing we can do. I was like, yeah, you could print our boarding passes. And they're like, no, we don't do that now. And I was like, what? Like, well, we're here, we paid for our flight, we checked in, it's like an hour and a half away. Like, let, let us go home. And they, she, they were horrible, awful. Anyways, we couldn't get on our flight. We missed it. Um, but Michael was driving. He had taken like a little road trip with his girlfriend yeah. and like little vacation. So it's like a 12 or 13 hour drive. So he dropped us off at the airport and they were carrying on home. So we had to call them and be like, you got to come back. We got to drive home with you. And they were like, we just wanted a quiet, relaxing road oh. trip. And we were like, no, sorry, you got us idiots. (laughs) So we just kind of sat in the back and, of course, just laughed about nothing. And I think kind of annoyed them, but definitely made their road trip more uh, entertaining. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking about, man. At least taking a, first of all, like, not everybody has, like, phones or, like, apps to download. You know, they're still, like, not tech savvy or... uh, elderly people who are maybe aren't as tech savvy who you should have the option most other places have the option to print your most of the time i get mine printed out and i have it on my app like both yeah what's up up, canada what just be willing to help somebody yeah that was the craziest part was she was just so kalia was her name yeah she was just so (laughs) callous about it like not my problem and we were like, well, is there any option, like a different flight? But she was like, you live here now. No, not actually. But like, okay. she was like, oh, I got nothing for you. Yeah. Horrible. Wow. But I fly with them every weekend. So, yeah. well, yeah, me, you don't really, you don't really have many options. I assume. No, no. <laughs> That's the thing. They really got you locked in. Yeah. I mean, I mean, airlines just in general, I mean, I haven't had an issue that bad, luckily, but still, but obviously it comes with the territory of traveling for pro wrestling. You're still kind of in the early stages of your wrestling career. You're four years in now. So what would you say are maybe some of the biggest challenges that you've faced so far in your career? Um, besides some of the challenges, yeah. (laughs) Some of it is just trying to like get time off to go wrestle all the shows that I want to wrestle on Um, because I only have so many and like I still have to work a real job. So it's really hard to try to get all the time off that I would need to be as booked as I want to be. 
yeah, but that's about it. Um, I guess also just trying to break into different markets and because, you know, I'm in Alberta, Canada, and as much as I've had like a really awesome year, I'm still unknown to most promotions everywhere. So like outside of Alberta and BC and like the Pacific Northwest. So, and it's a challenge bringing a Canadian in because sometimes we get stopped at the border. So it's a big risk, um, unfortunately. So yeah, it's just a challenge that way as well. You're still teaching, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm curious. I mean, <coughs> a, a plausible solution would be, have you considered going full-time with wrestling or is that kind of something that you hope for is just down the line, not right now? Um, Obviously I've considered it. That would be the ultimate dream. Yeah. But sustain um, yourself too. Yeah. Like I've got bills, I've got a mortgage, I've got, you know, I got stuff I have to pay. And like right now, wrestling wouldn't cover that, unfortunately. But I do have options that I'm looking into um, in terms of like, you know, maybe just going as a sub and working so much, but I can take the days off that I need to. Um, But I just, I would love to be there. I would love to be ready for that right now, but I'm not sure yet. But hopefully that's the goal. That's a fair point. We all want, we all need to survive, but you know, sometimes it comes, there's obstacles in front of this ultimate goal and definitely, (laughs) you know, got to survive financially. I respect that. I get that because I went full time doing this. So I totally, which is awesome. (laughs) Like what a risk, but it's paying off. Hey. Yeah. Sometimes oh the stars God. just align, you know, maybe you, like yeah. you said, you've given it some thought, giving yourself some kind of backup options just in case. But you mentioned too, that one of the struggles was kind of breaking out into other markets, but still your success did land you a spot on the 2022 PWI women's 150 list. You came in at number 116. You were one of a few Canadian girls on that list. So mm-hmm. can you share your initial reaction to not only receiving this honor, but making, I believe it was your debut on the list. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously it was super awesome. To be honest, I didn't know exactly what it was. Um, but I just woke up to like a bunch of messages and a bunch of texts and tweets. And so I was kind of like, what is this? What is going on? <laughs> so I kind of had to like look more into it. And like, it's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, and it's nice to be recognized that way. Uh, lists are arbitrary at the end of the day, though. Like, you know, I saw girls on the list that were lower than me that I was like, what are you kidding me like they're fucking awesome like who am I um you know so it's kind of like really what does it mean but it means a lot to me and like I'm sure my trainers and my friends and people that I wrestle with like you know because I figure if any of us are doing anything or getting any kind of recognition like it belongs to all of us because we all work together now, obviously, most of your career has been centered in Canada, where you've gotten to meet an absolute Canadian legend, Toronto's own WWE Hall of Famer, Trish Stratus, who I heard you just recently met. So where and when did this go down? How was your interaction with her? Um, yeah, she is 
amazing. Um, so WrestleCore out of Vancouver yes. did um, a wrestling WrestleCore night uh, for the Vancouver Warriors, which is their lacrosse team at the yeah. Rogers Arena. Um, and so Trish was brought in to kind of like kick off WrestleCore night, do a little promo in the halftime and like kind of MC a little bit. Um, and she did like a meet and greet and she stayed and just talked to everybody and took pictures with everybody and gave people like, you know, really good advice. Like she was the sweetest person. Like she brought her kids and her mom and they were just kind of chilling and having a good time. Like she was the sweetest person and gorgeous. Like, so like, she's just amazing with a good heart and to take all the time that she took to meet with every one of the wrestlers and take a big group picture with us. Like she was just so such a professional, you know, she, I got to meet her uh, last spring in Dallas. She was absolutely a lovely, lovely woman. And you also kind of got to meet and interact with one of her former rivals. You had the, and received a pep talk too, I heard from one of my favorite people, Mickey James. So again, where and when did this happen and how did that pep talk go? Yeah, well, it was on the podcast called Busted Open. Is that's what I was that gonna say. Right. It was on the that is Busted right. Open podcast on Sirius XM. And um so the, yeah they were just kind of interviewing me about the um uh the 116 or whatever. So yeah like her and Tommy Dreamer were just so sweet and so nice because you know there was a couple of times where I brought up my age and yeah. I'm trying not to do that anymore because of what they told me um but you know after the interview was over and everything she stayed on the on the call with me for a little bit and she was like listen like just keep going keep doing what you're doing like you're talking to to like you know vets of the industry who are still doing it and like age is not an issue and so it kind of really put things into perspective that like I can't the more I put that out there the more I'm letting it hold me back because like other people aren't talking about it other people don't care it's um, all our own worst critics turn <laughs> oh I know it's so crazy but I think sometimes I just look around and I'm like I'm a good minimum 10 years older so it, sometimes it gets to my head but honestly like if I don't tell myself that I don't notice it no and you you're moving great. You're seriously, I mean, you're you're moving great. You're making great strides in your career. And it's only been just over four years now at this point. And you've already made, again, it's kind of an arbitrary thing, but it's a big topic in the women's wrestling community, the PWI list. A lot yeah. of people look up to that. You've already held multiple championships. Now we just got to get you out. We need to branch you out into those markets. I know. And, you know, I, I believe in you, Taryn. Thank you. And I'll get there because I did say this was like the year that I was really going to give myself a big push. And like, you know, I, I kind of got the feel for it last year and I had a great year, but now I just, I want more. So. Yeah. But also a bit, I know outside of wrestling too, you try to maintain your sanity and not immerse yourself too much in the social media space. So, I mean, yeah. besides taking care of your dog, teaching wrestling, what do you like to do in your free time? 
Um, I used to be really big into music and going to live yes. shows. Yeah, you used but to it, be a little bit of a promoter too the last time we talked, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit just in high school. <laughs> um, but, you know, I haven't really had a chance to do that that much, but it's kind of my goal. I've been out, a lot of my friends are in bands, so I've been out to see them a lot late, lately. Shout out Bargool. They're a local Edmonton band that I really love um but yeah just I'm gonna try to get out to more uh try to see more live music it's kind of my goal um I enjoy doing that yeah. honestly I enjoy hanging out with Michael and Steven and yeah. you know other friends and just chilling I feel like that's kind of a perfect segue into this because this next thing I had was kind of the complete opposite because I just cannot imagine you during this phase where you didn't make the volleyball team because you were quote too intense when you're Wait, you just yeah. you you just seem very very chill. So obviously I don't think that statement at least still applies to your general life. Do you feel that you're still a really intense person? No, and I don't even think I was intense back then. I think I didn't understand sports. I was trying to okay. be like on it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you think what a team is I supposed played volleyball. to be. I played multiple sports, including volleyball. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and like, I, I just was trying to emulate what I thought <laughs> sports is. Yeah. And it was just too much. It was too much. I wish I could have seen I read seen the room this. wrong. I wish I could have seen this. Like, I was giving girls shit from the bench. Like, oh, you couldn't get that? Like, I really didn't know <laughs> how you talk to people. <laughs> I don't know sports. Oh, that is, that's iconic, Taryn. <laughs> I, man, I wish I could have seen that. Volleyball, okay, volleyball is really intense and really catty, though, I must admit. Like, so. especially in, in high, I, I don't know if this was this high school, middle school, like, what time period? This was junior high, so I guess middle okay. School. Junior high, so like it's a nine. little bit, a little bit more lax. But high school, oh yeah, oh yeah, intense. I mean, I don't think we really yelled like "you suck," whatever, <laughs> like <laughs> from the bench too loud. But yeah, there was definitely some passive aggression on uh, the court. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think that really did turn me off of like <sighs> group sports. I, I was mean, good at badminton. A tag team technically is a group sport, but at least now you've found people that you enjoy working with. <laughs> exactly. But lastly, I wanted to talk about more about your time living in the Middle East because I find this so fascinating. When was this? How did you end up there? What is the tea? Well, I moved there in, I think, like 2013. Okay. And I was just planning on going for a year just to teach at this like oh. American private school. Oh they had like a kindergarten position. Um, so I was like, I could do this for a year. And when I first applied, I was like, I don't know if I'm getting like sex traffic. Like, I don't know. I just applied to this job online. And my mom was like, do you even know where you're going, who these people are? And I was like, nope, but I'm leaving in two weeks. Um, so luckily I wasn't. And it was like this awesome school. And so I got to like, you know, live with like other people who were like there to work and live. Um, 
and yeah, the plan was just for a year, but I loved it so much that I just kept going back, going back. So I was there for four years and it's the funnest place ever. I can't wait to go back. I'm definitely going to go back at least for a visit. Um, but it's just so fun because you're just surrounded by other expats who are there to work, but also like travel and go out and believe it or not for like a Middle Eastern country, it is the biggest party city. Like everybody's Where out. was this? Um, I lived in Abu Dhabi. Okay. So it's in the UAE, just yeah. a little bit outside of Dubai. Like they're right next to each other. Um, but it's just a party, like everybody's there to party and I couldn't do it now. I'm not much of a partier anymore, but back then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, cause they have what's called ladies nights, which is ladies drink for free. Like that's what a ladies night is. So, you know, on Monday it would be at that bar and Tuesday and we'd roll into work just, you know, reeking of alcohol. But we were just there for that. Like I'm, I'm not there to, you know. Lady night, just, lady, ladies' night for you now though is Taco Tuesday. Um, exactly. <laughs> With but real then, tacos. <laughs> yes, yes. But I'm curious how. I would assume obviously some language, maybe some language barriers aside. Besides that, how different was the environment or like teaching landscape compared to Canada, like where you're at now? Um, like for the most part, it's quite like, there's not a lot of language barrier. Okay. Everybody kind of spoke English because the local population there is I think 16 or 18% and the rest are expats. Okay. So the common language that everybody would learn is English. Um, so even the local kids there would go to school and learn in English. Um, they would also like have Arabic classes, but Mm -hmm. It's just the common language because there's people coming from all over the world there. Um, So the language was fine. The teaching is just like it is here. I taught the American curriculum. So it wasn't like a big stretch. The kids are like a little bit different just because of the culture and the families were a little bit different, but I really enjoyed that difference. Like I really enjoyed getting to know kind of how other cultures live and things that we think are so important here they're like super relaxed about but things that were like not a big deal they're very you know so it was a little bit different that way but in a really good way I got to like see things differently yeah it seems like such a rewarding experience hopefully you do get to travel there soon again assuming there's no flight issues um (laughs) I want to I know I've kind of looked up there's some wrestling schools there now so I was kind of like I'm kind of sick like if they really took off and like yeah you know it'd be super cool to go there I'm back yeah kind of wrestle see what kind of shows they have and I think that would be super fun it would especially because it'd probably be like a just a growing kind of the early stages of its community I feel or wrestling community I feel like you would You'd be kind of the development of it to be a part of that. Interesting. Yeah, it would be fun. I maybe look more into it. I don't know, but I just think yeah, yeah, make your mark. I mean, one of your goals is to get into a new market. That certainly would be one. <laughs> Very new. Just saying. But Taryn, before we let you go, can you please share where the people can find you online? 
Yes. On Twitter, you can find me at TFA Wrestling. And on Instagram, it's Taryn underscore from underscore accounting. That's really hard to say. I think just Google term from accounting or was, like on Instagram. Was search all it. of it like taken or you purposely put in the underscores? I don't remember, to okay, be honest. Fair enough. Fair I, enough. <laughs> I should have checked. Maybe. Do I have the underscores, Stephen? I believe I believe you have the underscores in your name. But I'm well, just saying I yeah, you do, but I'm gonna say I don't think anybody else would have Taryn from accounting. Let's look, let's so. fact check this right now. <laughs> that's a very like unique name. I don't think so. So maybe. If I can type correctly, guys. No, just you. Damn. All right, maybe I'll switch it. Find me somewhere. But funny enough, I was at um, my accountants today um, and uh, I finally learned just today I learned what a write-off is and I'm like trying to brag to my sister I phoned her I was like do you know what a write-off is and she's like yeah everybody knows I was like I don't think everybody does <laughs> do you know what it is I do, but I have never done any of them. Although I am going to have to do some stuff this year because I um I have so many of them since I went full-time in media with so many freelance jobs. So Listen, she was telling me things that you could write off if you get Botox. You could write off, and I'm not saying you should get it, and I'm not saying you have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. as an option, you could write off a boob job. You can write off your hair dye. You can write off your makeup. Because it's all stuff that you yeah. need. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff that you can write off. Mm. And I kind of started to get mad. I was like, this is why the rich are getting richer. Like, us poor people are not told about this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Normally. But anyways, guys, write everything <laughs> off. That's my advice. As your accountant, write it off. Normally, I do my own taxes. But this year is just too much with, like, five or six jobs yeah so i gotta maybe i'll have you do mine now that you know what write-offs are <laughs> Trust me. no <laughs> but taryn thank you for joining me today it's been a pleasure as always thank you so much for having me and like congratulations on everything you're doing i'm watching you and like i'm watching you kill it and do amazing things and get to interview really cool people so including you and, and Austin. 